We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Bardwell. To hear more, please use our media player at PCAChurch.com and join us every Sunday at 1030 at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City. Now join us for the following message. Today, today I want to start a series that will take us up to Mother's Day. I mean, it's coming pretty soon. Mamas, get ready. It's going to be a great day here at PCA. And so today I want to start a message entitled Mosaic. Mosaic. Because I believe we have to figure out what's going on and why we are where we are when we are. And so as any series starts, I have to lay a foundation. So today I'm laying the foundation for this message, Mosaic. Uh, it just gets better and better and better. And so uh, today I want to lay this foundation. And so for the next three weeks, we're going to be working on a mosaic while I'm preaching. The title of my message today is The Descendants. The Descendants. When God created Adam and Eve, God began talking. He began talking to Adam and Eve and, and God talks. All the time. How do you know that? He does not stop talking. He talked with Adam and Eve every evening. He talked with Moses. Moses wrote five books of the Bible called the Pentateuch, the first five books. He was speaking to Moses. He spoke to all the major prophets. He spoke to all the minor prophets. He gave them explicit details everywhere they were going, everything they were doing. He spoke, here's what I want you to do. And, and, and some obeyed and some didn't. There was one man by the name of Malachi. He was pinning what Jesus was telling him to write. I mean God. What God was telling him to write. And all of a sudden, God just stopped talking. And Malachi put the pen down. And for 400 years, nothing. Not one sound from God. For 400 years, not a belch, a grunt, or nothing. Silence. I would have hated to have been born and lived during that 400 years where God's voice was totally silent. But then one day, he all of a sudden started talking again. And here's what he said. He said this in Matthew chapter 1, verse 1. This is the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Doesn't that like you want to shout hallelujah? Well, it doesn't. It's genealogy. God, if you've been silent for 400 years, why don't you start with something that's exciting? Why don't you start with something that's not going to put me to sleep? How many know that devotions, genealogy is not a good topic for devotions? Have you ever got into the begats and the begots and all those things? Your Bible study, and you just go, oh, just skipping over this. Because it's boring. But God says, you know what? This is not boring. This is the most important thing that I need to start talking about. Because he talks about Jesus, the Messiah. Now I gotta tell you, if you're a Jew. You start getting excited because he's the Messiah. 
He's going to come as a king. He's going to rule. He's going to dominate. He's going to bring everything that we've been looking forward to. Here he comes. Genealogy. Genealogy tells us who we are. A mosaic. Why would I entitle this mosaic? Well, the definition of mosaic is this. A picture or a pattern produced by arranging together small colored pieces of hard material such as stone, tile, or glass. And so today, I get to begin starting a mosaic. And so I have some glass. Isn't it beautiful? Beautiful stained glass. It's gorgeous. It's glazed. It's but you know what? This is not worth anything to a mosaic. You know why? It has a shape that's predetermined. It's, it's just a square piece of glass. So what am I going to have to do in order for this to be a mosaic? Because it says it is small colored pieces. So today, the first thing I get to do Put this thing on here. Can you see it? And I get to break it. You know why? Because it cannot be used unless it's broken. You cannot be a part of God's mosaic if we're not broken. God starts talking in Matthew. There's a mosaic in Sicily, Italy. It represents 400 years of the silence of God. Wow. Have you ever listened to somebody else talk about their family? Their family pictures of vacation? They show you all the pictures? How many of us in our inside voice are kind of going... Oh, look, we're doing this. Look at this awesome. Yeah, it's great that you had an awesome vacation this year. It's great that you went to Walt Disney World and we went to Newkirk. Nothing wrong with Newkirk. Just saying. Doesn't quite stand up to Walt Disney World. Looking at somebody's family pictures or hearing about their, their family tree. And the, it's boring when it's not you, right? At least it is for me. i got to be honest. But God starts with this genealogy. And, and genealogy is important because it tells us who we are. They say that genealogy tells us and gets us back to people who are better than us. Jeff Foxworthy once said this. It might be a redneck if you go to the family reunion looking for a wife. You don't want that kind of genealogy. You might be a redneck if your family tree does not have a fork in it. So all of us have genealogy today. And I've got, I've got profound news to give you today. One half of all of your ancestors were women. Just let you figure that out later. Your genealogy maps your identity. Matthew was a Jew. 
And they started getting excited because God is speaking again. This is the genealogy of Jesus the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. It presents him as king. It proves he has the right to the throne. He has right by succession. Yeah. Genesis through Malachi, the foundation of the Messiah. You may say, but what does that have to do with me today, Pastor? Here's what it has to do with you and I. Not one person is a mistake or an accident. God does not have mistakes or accidents. But God is orchestrating our genealogy. Look at this in Psalm 139.15. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. No matter what your genealogy, where you came from, or who you are, in the mosaic of God, you are that piece. And the mosaic is not complete without you. When I look around at this church today, I see all nationalities, races of people. I see all different types of socioeconomic levels, all different ages, and all of us together form the one body of Christ. And you are that peace in this church and every piece is needed you're not an accident God oversees our futures look at this Matthew 1 2 Abraham was the father of Isaac Isaac the father of Jacob Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers Judah the father of Perez and Zerah are you shouting yet <laughs> whose mother was Tamar Perez the father of Hezron Hezron the father of Ram now look at verse 6 and Jesse, the father of King David, David was the father of Solomon, whose mother had been Uriah's wife. That's exciting. In verse 2, you've got to circle the name Abraham, because we know the descendants. Abraham. Then in verse 3, you've got Judah, so we've got the tribe. And then in verse 6, you've got King David. In Genesis 22, Abraham becomes the bloodline. Genesis 49, the tribe is Judah. 1 Samuel 7, the line is David. And this verifies the genealogy, the proof, the right to be king. For 4,000 years, every person born was on purpose. Everything that happened was on purpose to fulfill the birth of Jesus Christ. Everything. And everything that has happened since the birth of Christ... God is using, no matter how broken we may be, He finds a place for us in His mosaic and He puts us in there because no one is an accident. No one is a mistake. No one is, is here without purpose. But you are that piece. And God is overseeing you. 39 books of the Bible, God had a plan. He had a mosaic. And God is overseeing you and me. Look at this, Psalm 139.16. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Yeah. 
Everything about you, God knew before you were even formed in your mother's womb. And he's already orchestrated our days. I don't know how many he has for me. You don't know how many he has for you. But I know this, that I am that one piece that God has made and he put me in that one and nobody else will fit in that place. As we're building this mosaic, each piece is chosen with purpose. You have been chosen by God with purpose and for a purpose. And all of us, different colors, sizes, shapes, are the product of the vision of the great artist. That's who you are today. God oversees our past. He also overcomes our past. Look at 1 Kings 1.30. I will surely carry out this very day what I swore to you by the Lord, the God of Israel. Solomon, your son, shall be king after me, and he will sit on my throne in my place. Genealogy. Matthew 1.6. And Jesse, the father of King David, David was the father of Solomon, whose mother had been Uriah's wife. Okay, Uriah's wife was who? Bathsheba. Uh-oh. Everything was going good. And now we have Bathsheba. Pastor, don't we have a problem with the lineage of Jesus? Well, let's look at verse 11 of Matthew 1. And Josiah, the father of Jeconiah, and his brothers at the time of exile to Babylon. If you don't know what that's talking about, I want to tell you. Circle the name Jeconiah. Jeconiah was a wicked king. He was so wicked that Jeremiah actually put a curse upon him. Look at this. Jeremiah 22.30. This is what the Lord says. Record this man as if childless. A man who will not prosper in his lifetime. For none of his offspring will prosper. None will sit on the throne of David or rule in Judah anymore. Cursed. All of his descendants are cursed. None will sit on the throne. Now Joseph, remember Joseph? He's engaged to be married to Mary. He is a descendant of Jeconiah. Does it starting to begin to make sense now? So how does God preserve his plan when you have Joseph, who's a descendant of Jeconiah, but we cannot mess up the lineage because we want to make sure the bloodline is pure so that Jesus can be the Messiah? How can we overcome this past of a person who was so wicked? A person who God says, let it be that they were never born. Let them be childless. They will never prosper. Wipe their name off the slate. But yet, when you look at the genealogy, there it is. Do any of you have any Jeconiahs in your family? Somebody you look back on in your family and go, man, it would be nice if... We just wiped them off the tree right there. Because they caused your family nothing but grief. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. But I got mine up. I've got a few Jack and I's in my family. I would be embarrassed to introduce you to them as this is my relatives. So how do you overcome it? Matthew chapter 1 is the paternal the father's genealogy. 
Luke chapter 3 records the mother's genealogy. So did Jeconiah mess it all up? No. Here's what happened. Mary was a descendant of Nathan, not Solomon, where the curse fell. Well, pastor, what's the point? The point is this. God has it all under control. He has your past, and your past is covered. God provides another branch by the name of David. Jesus was legally the son of David through his mother Mary, not because of his father Joseph, because the Holy Spirit hovered over Mary and she conceived. So God takes care of all your past, no matter how much it's messed up, no matter what kind of genealogy you have, no matter how bad it gets. I'm telling you today, I've got some good news. God has it all planned out. He has it all figured out. And no matter how bad it's been messed up in your past or your family's past, God says, I've got a way to fix it all. I've got another branch. And today the branch is Jesus Christ. All we have to do is say, God, forgive me of all my sins. Wash me white as snow. And he said, it's done. You are no longer under a curse, but you're under the blessing. You're my child. A child of God. Aren't you glad for that genealogy today? Man, I'm getting excited. You may be here today and you say, but pastor, I was abandoned as a child. My mother was a prostitute. I was abused. Hey, I've made bad decisions. I have addictions. So? So you're broken. You know what God does? Comes over here. Says, wow, look at this messed up life. Look how bad it is. This one right here. I like this one. I can do something with that. Because he's looking at it through his eyes. Not the way we look at ourselves. But he looks at this and says, you know what? That is so beautiful. I have purpose for this piece right here. You may not understand the big picture. Do you understand the big picture of this right here today? You don't know what it is. And I got to tell you, in my life, do you know how I have to live it? One day at a time. All I see is one piece of my life every day. And I don't know how it's all going to fit in God's mosaic. But God is the artist and he looks at me and he says, you know what, Dwayne? No matter how messed up your family is, no matter how many times you've messed up, no matter how many times your life has been broken, I've got a place for you. You are that piece. God is looking at every one of us today and he says, I'm looking at you. You are that piece. And you're beautiful. And I'm going to take what you're giving me and I'm going to put it into my mosaic. Why? Because I will overcome your past. Look at Galatians 3.13. Christ redeemed us from the curse. Aren't you glad? The curse of the law. By becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a pole. In Deuteronomy, cursed was everyone who hung on a tree. But Jesus became the curse for you and I. So that we are not under the generational curse. But we have been set free by the blood of Jesus Christ. 
He was cursed so that we could be free. He was abandoned by the Father so that we could have a Father. He was given His life so that we could have life and have it in abundance today. Listen, God has done everything for us, but we've got to accept it and say, I want to be your child. I want you to be my Father. And He says, I've been waiting just for you. Waiting just for you today. I, I tell you, this gets me shouting. Genealogy? Yeah. Because God overrides the present. He can overcome my past, but He can override the present. We believe in the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. And in the mosaic of God with the birth of Jesus, that was one of the final pieces of the mosaic for that birth. Look at this, Luke 3.23. Now Jesus himself was about 30 years old when he began his ministry. He was the son, so it was thought, of Joseph, the son of Heli. Verse 38. The son of Enosh, the son of Seth, the son of Adam, the son of God. Because Luke 3 traces the maternal genealogy. Mary's side of the family. Didn't get messed up. God always provides a way for His perfect plan to be accomplished. It separates us from all the other religions because we have one who was born of a virgin. We have one that when He died and was put in the tomb, that tomb is now empty. He was the Son of God. He is the Son of God. Romans 5.12 says this, Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, and in this way death came to all people, because all have sinned. So why did God use all of these people for 4,000 years and orchestrate all of this genealogy so that one could be born at the right time, in the right place? So that He could prove to all of us I am in control. And I don't know what your life is or how it's going. And you may feel like everything's broken, everything's just in pieces. You may feel like I have no direction, I have no purpose in life. You may feel like I don't know what's going on, Pastor. I was talking to a friend of mine this week. He was in my church in Texas. He got called into ministry. He's pastoring a church in Texas right now. He is... At the Cancer Care Center in Tulsa today with stage 4 pancreatic cancer. Went to visit him on Tuesday. And he said, Pastor, I had a lady call me this morning. They just started coming to my church. Her husband is diabetic. And when they went to uh, do his, di uh, his dialysis, he coded. And there's no brain activity. And she called me this morning wondering if I could go and pray with her husband. And he was weeping. And he said, I had to tell her. I'm in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in the cancer care center with stage 4 pancreatic cancer. He said, Pastor, I have ministries that I should be doing today. But instead, I'm here in this cancer center. What do you tell that pastor? Hey, you're part of the mosaic. God is still in control. God has our days numbered before we were born. And he has our, our life shaped in such a way that it's perfection for him. It may not be perfection for you or perfection for me. 
Your life may not have turned out like you thought it would when you were 13. But God, if you surrender your heart, God is saying, I am shaping it for because this is the way I need you to be to fit into the history of mankind. Because you are that piece. Sometimes we think our lives are insignificant. God's going, every piece, you'll see it all one day, the big picture. You'll one day understand why all these things have happened in your life. But until then, you've got to live by faith. You've got to understand, Matthew 1.16, And Jacob, the father of Joseph, the, Mary, the husband of Mary, and Mary was the mother of Jesus, who is called, what? The Messiah. Jesus wanted to say, God wanted to say, I did it just like I said I was going to do it. You can't stop me. Ephesians 2.10, For we are God's masterpiece. He's the artist, not us. We are his masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do good things he planned for us long ago. We have a family tree in this church, don't we? We're all brothers and sisters. God can override the, the present. He can overcome our past and he oversees our futures. I love this church. Because of the diversity. I love this church because of all the broken lives and fragmented pieces that we are. We come to Him broken. And I'll tell you what, if you, if you come to Him and you think you've got your life all together, guess what? The Master will break you. You ever had God break off some pieces of your life? I have. I've had God take some pieces that I really thought were beautiful and I really wanted to keep. I had pieces of my life that I had all smoothed out the edges, not going to get cut. And God says, well, I'm going to just... Did, did you see the tool he was using over here? Sometimes he takes and cuts off part of it because it's got to fit just right. Sometimes God does that with you and me. I'm going to have to take this out of your life. I remember the day he removed my father from my life. Hardest day of my life. But God says, I'm doing it because... I want to be your father. I'm doing this because I need to make you into the man of God that has to fit right here in this one place. And it shaped my life. It formed my life. And, and you may have had some of the horrible things that you thought in your life have, have been destroyed and taken away. And God goes, no, it's making you who I want you to be because I am this ultimate artist and I'm presenting a masterpiece. You see, the vision precedes the product. God sees it way before it's finished. I don't know how my life is going to end, but I know this one thing. When God looks at me, it's beautiful. When God looks at you, you're beautiful because he's shaping you and forming you into what he wants you to be. Pastor, I'm broken, I'm hurt, I'm torn. Hey, God doesn't waste anything. Every piece is going to be used. Every piece has a place. Every piece is important. Your ministry will come out of your brokenness. I have never had a testimony without a test. 
I've never had a message without a mess. I've never been the victor without being a victim. We have to go through hard things in our lives. You may be here today and you've gone through a divorce and you don't know how God can make this right. Maybe cancer. Maybe the death of a spouse, a child. I was talking to a mom just yesterday. Her 23-year-old son was killed by a road rage. And she hasn't gotten over that yet. She says, Pastor, every night my pillow is wet from the tears that I'm crying and trying to understand why God allowed this to happen. I don't see any good We don't. We don't see it. You may be here today and you're mad at God. I've been mad at God. But I'll tell you, there's only three kind of people in this church. People who don't know God or how to live. People starting to pick up the pieces in their life and live for God. And then people who are already feeling like I'm part of the mosaic. I know my place in the church. I have come in. I've become part of the family. I'm accepted. And I know my place. Oh, I'm, I'm not the one to be on the platform. I, I don't like that. That's not my place. We have close to 100 people who are not seen in ministry. But they're opening doors. They're the ones who are driving the vans and picking up people. They're the ones who greet you at the front door, but they don't want to be up here. But you know what? They found the place that God made them for. We have some that are musicians and some that are singers and some that are teachers. And on and on the list goes. Some people who, who love to visit other people who are sick and pray for them. They have a gift of prayer and faith. We have others that love to go and and thank God for this, cook, hallelujah. Man, last Sunday, Miss Pat made me a birthday cake. Oh, Miss Pat, I'm still hurting today. It was so good. <laughs> Jeff cut me a piece about this big. It's about this tall. Is that evangelistically speaking? Is that pretty, that's pretty much true. Probably 4,000 calories. <laughs> but I felt it in my spirit, in my heart of hearts, and I had to eat it all. Because <laughs> I would not ever want to hurt your feelings. <laughs> we all have a part and a place. I'm not the one to bake. I'm not the one to allow, do a lot of these other ministries, but I have my place. And you have your place. I want to confirm this one thing to you above everything else that you hear today. Life is hard. And in life, you will get broken. But it's what you allow God to do with your brokenness that determines how you're going to finish this thing. It's what you allow God to do in your heart with your brokenness. And if you will allow Him to use you and to put you where he wants you to be. Not where you want to be. But where He wants you to be. And when He places you there, 
you will feel that peace of God that transcends all understanding. God loves me. Yeah. Are there hard times? Yes. Are there sharp edges that hurt? Yes. But God is shaping my life, taking all the things that are happening, not wasting one of them, and He's forming me into the per person, the man or woman of God that He wants me to be. Would you stand with me today? Jose. If everybody was the same, there would be no opportunity for a mosaic. If everybody had the shape, same shape and size and color, well, how boring would that be? If everybody at PCA looked the same, acted the same, and we all did the same thing, how many other things would go undone? But God has taken every part of your life is forming you into who he wants you to be. And I want you to hear me. No matter what you've gone through or what you're going through right now, if we surrender it to him, he can overcome all your past. If we surrender it to him, he can override your present. He will oversee your future. He will direct your steps. And He will put you in His masterpiece that He has created you to be. So this morning as I prayed about this message, I said, Lord, I know the first Sunday is, is going to have a lot of genealogy and, and there may be some people who go to sleep and who are bored and snoring and all those things. And He said, Pastor, I want them to know that from the very beginning of their breath, even before that, I knew them. They are not an accident. They are not a mistake. I've heard parents look children in the eyes and tell them, you're worthless. You're nothing. You will never amount to anything. You were a mistake. I don't know why I had you. Some of you are here today and you've gone through that. And I apologize. But also present to you a God who says I will override that past. I can fix it. I want to wrap my arms around you and let you know that you are loved. I want to wrap my arms around you just the way you are and tell you you have purpose. I have a passion for you. And all these things that have happened in your life, I'm going to bring purpose to them. I'm going to give you vision and beauty you've not imagined. And just wait until you see the place that I have just for you. Nobody else can take my place because you're not me. And I'm not you. But together, together, God looks at PCA and sees 
all the beauty that is here. He sees the brokenness, yes. But he says, I can use that. Oh, you're so beautiful. In my hands, with my artistry, I have a place just for you. And I want you to get this so bad. I want every individual to get that so much today. Because it makes a difference in my life and I know it'll make a difference in yours. Because i got to tell you, the enemy will lie to you. Oh, you're a castaway. You're, you're, you should be thrown away by culture and society. No, never. You're a failure. No, no, no. God's got a place in the plan. God loves me. God's going to take me. He's chosen before the foundations of the world is chosen. And when we were born, it's going to, I've got a place. It's going to be awesome. One day, I will understand why I was born to Emmett and Margaret Bardwell. And I will understand my genealogy. But the greatest genealogy I have that one day I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And he said, hey, you're my son. And I'm your father. And I will take care of you. Would you bow your head and close your eyes with me for just a moment this morning? I know we have guests with us today. And I'm Message. Join us anytime at PCAChurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.